This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7, the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakoven. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Welcome back on the block. I'm E. Strick, and that is my partner, Jake Bakovin. We are back. We're tandem. We're back together again. And there's a lot going on right now. We're in the second hour of On the Block with Strick and Bach. Thank you for joining us right here every night, 4 to 6 Central Standard Time, even though I'd be in Florida. But I was just in Nebraska, actually. I had a good time spending there in uh, the studio there with some of my cohorts and friends and brothers and the whole nine. It was just a wonderful time on a Thursday. And then also we spent some time at the Mercado, which is our sponsor, our signature sponsor for yeah. this show on the block and we thank you uh, Mercado as well for certified PMITs your boy loves the the summer sausage oh my gosh oh yeah summer so but why do you eat all my summer sausages my boy <laughs> so they aimed it out to us you know I have to get you know it's, it's there for both of us it's not just yours it's crazy so I, I took the summer sausage and you know had some cigars with Aaron Davis and and Chris nice. Raff who you know, obviously they have a show on Wednesday nights right here on on the ticket as well. Uh, just after our show, riffing with Raph and and uh, we were sitting there having some cigars. I brought that summer sausage over there, Bach, and they went to town on it. They absolutely <laughs> love it. The meat is phenomenal there at the Mercado. Hopefully, when I get back into town, hopefully sooner than later, we'll be able to go out there and have a little meal. Tap in. That tomahawk looks like it's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> I so, want to on the block. I want to say something real quick. Uh, Ohio Husker texts in. He says, what's going on, fellas? Great show. My son Joey and I are on our way to a flag football game, and I think we need a shout-out to tear it up. So definitely a shout-out to Joey uh, who's going out there for flag football. We're excited about that. Flag football is awesome. Hey, listen, flag football is how it got started for Stricky. Um Listen, a little shake and bake and look, you know, good. You know, work, you get to work on yeah, your hips wiggles. a little bit and spins and all that stuff. You're just doing everything you can to keep that flag away. But that was that helped my shake and bake. That's how I was able to get busy a little bit. You know, a little crossover. Yeah. And all that comes from flag football. Don't get it twisted. And it's then you tie one of those flags. flags. This is cheating, but you tie one of the flags that's and really tough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so under. Good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not you, all of them are going to get caught, but yeah. You got to have one flag <laughs> out there that's tough. <laughs> Great times there, but with. Again, we're on the block, second hour here. We've got one more hour with us. Thanks for tuning in on 93.7 The Ticket and also on the app at TicketFM.com. We thank all of our subscri- subscribers as well on YouTube and Spotify. Great segments all throughout the day right here on 93.7 The Ticket. So we thank you for joining us for this hour, this time. But we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some sticking hands in the cookie jar, possibly, allegedly. There's some hands that's been in the cookie jar, and it looks like the rat, the snake, as everybody would call him if you're an Oklahoma fan. You probably talk (laughs) talk about Lincoln Riley as being the snake. But that's some stuff I want to talk about on this segment. I mean, obviously, Jordan Addison, phenomenal player. Um, He was a Blitnikoff winner last year, had a tremendous season. 
Um, Kenny Pickett was throwing to him. He's one of his best receivers, had 100 receptions for 1,593 yards, 17 touchdowns over a year ago. Jumps in the transfer portal. And here are some things that I found interesting. You know, it, it just seems like this is the wild, wild west, right, for players and, you know, all the money and NIL stuff that we're going to be talking about, being able to transfer without sitting out. And, and, and so more and more agents. So that's the difference now is that it's a little bit more overt than covert. In the past, let's get it. Let's just be real about it. This stuff used to go on. This isn't like nothing new. I mean, yeah. other than that, Nebraska, where we had the cleanest program in the nation, <laughs> um, you know, these yeah. other programs was doing this for, for years to come. And I'll get into it a little bit later, but he jumps in the portal, hasn't made a decision yet, but it looks as though some NIL opportunities are presenting itself. Uh, according to Pittsburgh Sports Now, the Pitt, the Pitt program believes that USC head coach allegedly Lincoln Riot uh, Riley has participated in illegal tampering with Addison, the head coach, uh, Pat Narduzzi said to PSN's reports um, that they have offered a potential $2 million NIL. Who wouldn't jump? I, I would, I listen, I would jump off the ship so quick if you're, <laughs> if I'm in college and you're offering me that type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's, he's projected to be a top 10 pick next year. Like the money should come along eventually, but you don't want to take that rent. Any chance to make $2 million, that's where you start. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think the, the problem here isn't necessarily, for some people it is, maybe the money getting too big for college athletics and it's not um, guys playing because of their love of the sport or whatever it is, um, you know. And so, you know, I, I, I think that it's the, the whole situation is very convoluted. There's different uh, areas and problems and everything's kind of disorganized. And so, you know, I, I think all different college football fans are, are upset about different things, but the biggest part here um, is for, you know, Pat Narduzzi and guys on his side kind of thinking tampering is the biggest problem, right? You can't go to somebody mm -hmm. else's roster and start to, to offer them deals um, because if you sign a guy that that should be your guy, You're, you, you developed him, you brought him up. Um, and if he chooses to walk away and enter the transfer portal, um, then he can kind of test his worth and kind of take advantage of all those opportunities that are out there. But you, you shouldn't be able to do it beforehand for what it's worth. Jordan Anderson is not the only one to do it um, or excuse me, um, kind of get the, the tampering part out there. Um, USC is not the only team to do it um, as Xavier Worthy, a, a Texas freshman All-American, uh, along with one of their cornerbacks that's kind of been you know leaked out there that they had teams reach out to them. Um, Pat Narduzzi even said last year Notre Dame reached out to his quarterback, Kenny Pickett, um, and you know, when he was not in the transfer portal. So this is something that's uh, kind of been going on. You, you know, you recruit the kid, you, you still maybe keep in contact with him and, and maybe once in a while since, you know, say something. But I think that the, what teams are trying to do probably is to not make direct contact, nothing that, that traces back to you, but you know, have your NIL agent talk to our NIL people and, you know, it, it kind of set it up. There's loopholes right now. And so I don't know if um, USC is going to get hit with anything or get caught with anything. But for what it's worth, Jordan Addison is in the portal. He it, For whatever whatever the rumors were, and we don't know if that that number is, um, is going to actually follow and be the number that Jordan Addison gets or if he even chooses the Trojans. But he's in the portal. So um, now it's, yeah. it's kind of free game for people to go after. Well, and then here's here's the thing, right? Um, the problem. So right now, the NCAA is like a bulldog 
within a chihuahua's body. <laughs> right? right. It's a lot of bark with no bite. And that's that's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to we're, we're going to stay right here for a second. Then we're going to jump into the situation with, um, you know, Scott Frost and, and, and the Nebraska hand slap. OK. Yeah. But the problem here is is the same in pro sports. Right. There are tampering rules. And a lot of those tampering rules deal from owners being talking to players, having back back uh, room conversations and, and, you know, just some sidebar action that goes on. And it usually is handed down from the owner standpoint. Right. But it still goes on. It's just now that it has shifted a little bit and it's now to the players, the players are really the ones that are doing the tampering now, i.e. This is how you get the LeBrons and, and the, 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 the the Dwayne Wade's and the Chris Bosch is hooking up and you got the, you know, obviously they played together at OKC. You have the conversations that are going on between um, Durant and James Harden and, and and Kyrie. How they these are these these same tampering things are going on. It's just that they're doing it by the players now. I believe in the same manner. It is probably going to be, and they're going to find a way to navigate this this situation. And as you said, to have plausible deniability. And by doing that, they're going to be just basically shifted to the players. And why is that? This is why this is an interesting one. Caleb uh, Caleb Williams obviously played in Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley, but he's from Washington, D.C. Addison is also from Washington, D.C. This is alleged. I don't know. I don't have any information. But for me, I would venture to say that there has been a conversation or conversations that have gone on, and it may not even be from Lincoln Riley. It's probably from Caleb Williams. That is something that you really can't, you know, come down on if he has plausible deniability in that aspect. So this has been going on. This is nothing that has changed. In the same way that they had runners back in the day where they were doing all types of under-the-table deals where college teams had, you know, some form of a connection to the or uh, to the universities and they were just sending runners out and they were yeah, back doing things to undercut the restrictions and so forth and so on and deals were getting done therefore that's where it's the wild wild west so how can the NCAA get more bite and become not the chihuahua the me, 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 but actually have some bite to it they've got to figure out a way in order to 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 work in this space to to mitigate this space and make it a little bit more because guess what's going to happen? Teams like Pitt team, these, these, these organizations are going to train up great players and it's going to happen in baseball, basketball, football, women, men. They're going to train up these players. They've worked their butt off. They found a gym. They found the John Morant down at Murray state. And all of a sudden they're going to show improve, shine, and they're going to be jumping ship not because of anything that you're doing at your your university, but just because NIL deals are going to be off the chain. And so I think it has a potential of, of really skewing the landscape in college sports, but that's where I would say there needs to be probably some form of 
eye on these types of situations, especially more so that no tampering happens in the space. Well, and Jay Lincoln says, what happened to entering the transfer portal and having to sit out for a year? Wouldn't that solve a lot of the tampering if they knew whoever they were pursuing had to sit out the following year? I, I think that there might have to be something done with that transfer portal and that rule, right? It, it, it opened up to be more player mobility. And, and, I, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all right, all for the rights of the players, whether that's getting paid or player mobility, all that stuff. I wish it was, you know, I wish it was just a rec league or whatever, you know, that you could look at and say, well, do yeah, do whatever you want. But even rec leagues have structures. Even rec leagues have mm-hmm. rules for, you know, keeping leagues in, in you know, to, to be able to enforce things and, and keep things somewhat intact. Um, so that's what the NCAA has to do is, you know, maybe go back on some of that. So, you know, it, 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 it doesn't have to be either or, right? I mean, you can still have certain um, rules for mobility, but this one time you don't, you can transfer and not sit out no matter what, any time in your career thing, that's what's opening up the free agency, and that's what's making the tampering um, going to be there for as long as it as you know as this is as it is. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, we've seen this before, right? I mean, if you remember a guy mm-hmm. uh, by the name of Demore Stringfellow uh, was a wide receiver, all but set to come to Nebraska, and on the last day, all of a sudden, Ole Miss got him, and Bo Pelini basically said, you know, I wonder how that happened because he knew what yeah. had happened. Um, Juan yeah, Dale allegedly there was a allegedly there was a, a bag that you thought was equipment in it, but allegedly. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, <laughs> there was something else in the back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you wonder with Wandale, was there somebody whispering in his ear, hey, we wouldn't use you that way. That's kind of odd. You know, maybe not directly saying, hey, transfer over here, but like, hey, you know, yeah, I don't think that's in your best interest. Oh, well, let me go over here and keep coaching my Kentucky team. You know, <laughs> like something like that. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the other part to like you're talking about program building is I think Nebraska football uh, will be okay and benefit from this. I think that they have the purchasing power for what it's worth uh, to be one of the big time players in the NIL world. Nebraska basketball, I, I, I wonder as much, right? I mean, Nebraska basketball is kind of in that pit type of category in football, right? Right. Um, where we've seen that before, right, too, where you can't complain about it too much because you already got Andrew White from, uh, you know, Kansas or whatever. Um, but as soon as Andrew White has his, uh, his kind of breakaway year and, and, you know, all of a sudden he's off to Syracuse, you were used as a stepping stone rather than an ultimate, you know, uh, you know, as, as the place where he was going to make his name. So, um, you know, I, I think if you look, project it forward, Nebraska basketball, which is having a heck of a time getting, a, you know, its feet off the ground. And, and, and again, today with the Baylor Shireman news, um, I, I, I could see that coming back to bite their program specifically. Yeah, I mean, listen, before we get into the Baylor Shireman, I'm going to I'm going to drop on that. But I, I do want to talk about that frost situation. I mean, I think that's where the NCAA is. They're, they're just trying to find something to do at this point. They're, they're, this is the type of stuff that they're trying to do. Really? You know, you're you're tracking and figuring out which coaches are on field and off field. That's the that's that's the the depth of your power now is that you're you're just <laughs> hunting down whether or not he was having conversations with players and talking in the meetings and whether or not he showed them film and had a discussion really you know but obviously the, the you know the violation comes down and, you know they're talking about former special teams analysts that provided technical and tactical instruction to student athletes both on film and in 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 film sessions i think that's crazy nonetheless but you know, the penalties that are coming down is an extended probation that's until uh, April reduction of on-field coaches and two practices <laughs> <laughs> and a $10,000 fine. Okay. 
Uh, so if that's where they're trying to go with it, I figure out something else to do, you guys. I mean, it's it's crazy to me right now. That's the that's the scale, the scope of their their power and range is where they're going. But that's where it is, Bach. How you view it? Well, I think uh, especially with like the. Uh... Um, the, the, the money that's in the sport, right? The $10,000 fine is, is just like, like, what is that? What is, why do you even throw that in there? Dropping um, the yeah. Bucket. Like, by the way, we also, we also, uh, you know, we, we promised this guy that works in our back office, uh, a raise. So uh, can you give us $10,000 for that too? It's just very that strange. Part. Um, part. but, uh, you know, as far as the, 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 yeah, I mean, it's absolutely uh, just a slap on the wrist. Frost has to sit out for five consecutive days at some point during the season. Um, from what I've been hearing, it's probably a bye week type of scenario um, where he can't be involved in coaching at all. Um, but I don't. Can they restrict his headspace if he's at home thinking about work or you know like what? Do you, I don't understand, even understand what sense that makes. Maybe that's, it gives him time to go at home and during the bye week and uh, maybe not talk to anybody or be in the building. But I'm sure he'll Shoot, still be jump doing on a plane and go find somebody in the transfer portal at the, at the D line <laughs> position. That's when you that's, use that time. <laughs> well, I think that's part of coaching or recruiting. I, I don't know if that's against the rules either. Um, oh, but it, it's well. it, <laughs> but it's just kind of interesting. I'm going. On vacation, but I'm going to end up in a Wandale Robinson situation where I'm just standing <laughs> next to the guy. There you and, go. Hey, oh, I just happened to be here in the bar where you're at. Hey, what's going on, my guy? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the discussion we're having. Yeah, you know, have yeah. you ever heard about Nebraska? Yeah, man, listen, Nebraska's <laughs> yeah, got I some great Nebraska, opportunities, yeah. but I'm sipping a brew, but I'm just in the, I'm just here. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I don't see it as a it big stain on the program or anything. Like you said, Nebraska does have a, uh, you know, we've said it before and sometimes in jest, but it's a pretty clean program, has historically so um there is you know there's uh, any, in the nation, any small little thing is kind of like whoa I, you know that's kind of surprising um i don't see this as a big problem um some people do i mean it's it's somewhat of a negative uh headline at least but it will be you know it'll fade quickly if it hasn't already um but you know i did see some national com- columnists you know do the ultimate joke which is easy would you know kind of kick a, a horse when it's down is you know it you know Scott Frost can't win and can't cheat right to win right uh, but this was not you know overly this is not you know overly cheating it, it was just kind of a guy part of it, yeah. over you know jumping his boundaries of what he was allowed yeah. to do analysts probably do that around the nation all you know all every over day the place. All that's over. what i'm saying that's Stop. why they're analysts is cuz they want to be their aspiring coaches uh, someday and uh, yeah. so that's just kind of where it is and, and that rule is probably outdated to begin with but um, I guess Nebraska, the NCAA wants to flex its muscle a little bit and comes down on Nebraska, but it's nothing that's going to really affect uh, anything in the in the future. Now, now, Frost does have the show clause penalty, which is the probably the biggest joke of it all because that only really comes into effect if you jump to another school. Maybe he will. You know, if this season goes downhill, he'll have to uh, have to go there. But all they have to do is show cause for you know why um, you know that that they're hiring him, and, and you know it'd be easiest to be like, well, you know that analyst thing's not a big deal. So um, that's kind of a big joke about it all too. Well, uh, a big joke just happened, and it happened to the Husker basketball program right now, and that's Baylor Shireman decided to go up and become blue. Um, listen, I, I, I'm 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 not too overly upset about it because I figured remember I we talked about this on the block and I said he fits at a Gonzaga a Creighton a there's certain types and styles of play that is a tremendous fit for him but let's be real about it Baylor Shireman has jumped into the market for the draft testing it out seeing what's going on he also got an invite to the G League 
uh, it's not a trial, but a, like a G League invitational where they invite different players in yeah. to kind of test where they're at. Um, so he's he's out there filling the market. But if you're Baylor Shireman, a player that Sports Illustrated says is that 6'6", commanded a possible NIL deal at around roughly between four and 500, uh, similar to what Kansas State Nick Pat, uh, uh, Nigel Pack got out of mm-hmm. Miami. That's what they're talking about. But at the end of the day, he had options to go to Arkansas. Never thought that was a fit for him. Clemson, mm, on the verge of out. New coach, maybe if Coach K's there, maybe you shoot him down, you shoot down the Duke. That could be a good fit for you. And Nebraska and Creighton. Why would you choose Creighton, Creighton if you're Baylor Sharman? Here's why I would. Creighton right now went to the went to the um uh the NCAA tournament, won a game in the tournament, 72 to 69 over San Diego State, first round, fall to the eventual national champion in Kansas, 79 to 72. And you want to go to the NBA. I'm looking at Creighton in that situation saying, I've got three players back that are significant. So I don't have to be the guy like I was, you know, out, out there at South Dakota State. I don't have to be that guy. I can be a nice piece to that puzzle. And when I'm looking at that piece, I'm saying they've been here. They're consistent. I'm trying to get to the next level. I can shine without having to be that guy and let me go fit in, shoot my stroke, drive my ball, make my solid plays. They're a solid team in doing that. That's why I think he finds his way to Creighton. Yeah, I mean, I mean, ultimately, I think it's just, you know, the, the NIL package part of it is interesting, right? Because you maybe think, you know, Nebraska's eventually maybe that's a benefit that they can use is uh, in for the college basketball program to get, again, off the ground where it's kind of currently at. Um, but, uh, you know, and this is an in-state kid. So, you know, he's, he's originally from Aurora, grew up, you know, kind of a Husker fan. So, um, you know, there was always kind of that, you know, at play. But taking all that apart, um, as far as, you know, getting NBA ready and, 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 and really just kind of um, having the college experience that every guy dreams of, right? When you commit to South Dakota State, it's awesome, right? I mean, that that's better than most basketball players ever so that's very cool but ultimately you're you're probably looking up at the dukes and the kentuckys and and, you know those teams that he got offers from and saying you know that's that's basically everybody's goal is to be able to play for those type of teams without creighton's kind of in that area and they're your home state team nebraska's far from that i mean so creighton's Mm -hmm. like kind of you know if i join this team they're final four bound right they're going to be one of the favorites to make it to the final four if you join nebraska Either one of two things happens is maybe you kind of kind of elevate them uh, at least to a point, but it's hard to see that you're going to you know get them that tournament win as the roster is currently constructed. So maybe you kind of elevate. I would have loved them. to seen it. I would have yeah, I would have been interested in it. Gotta look out. Yeah, but they've also had good players, uh, NBA players on the last two rosters, and it hasn't turned over. So I don't know if that's you know that might be something that you don't necessarily look into. And then the other thing is there's almost this. I don't know how much it, it's you know some it might attract some guys but it might hurt some people at some point it's just where nebraska's roster is at too is that they need it they need a scoring but but more more than anything and a lot of people thought that bryce was that they, they need a program savior and that's a lot to ask of anybody so maybe it's like well mm-hmm. i'll go join this team and help them you know maybe get it to is. the final four and, and work mm-hmm. with good players and some that are going to get to the nba and kamara and and you know all that stuff 
uh, rather than I'm just going to go here and have them rely completely on me. And then, you know, mm-hmm. this, they've been through that the last couple of years with guys that are talented and it didn't work out. You know, it's just it's a lot to ask. And, and so ultimately, unless the NIL package was significantly larger than anybody else's, I didn't I you know, it would be hard to get him. Big facts. Yeah, unfortunately, it, it is the way it is in this in this in this time and space. But, you know, uh, good luck to him. Good luck to yeah. him. And, and I hope that, uh, you know, I'm, I, I bleed red and I'm hoping we beat the brakes off of them. Yeah. But hey, that, that's that's neither here nor there. But we're here on the block right here on 93.7 The Ticket. We got to take a break right now. We'll come back and talk a little bit more about maybe some NIL stuff. We'll get into a little hitting the hardwood at some point in time as well. There's a lot of stuff out there to talk about, but we'll get back right after this on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Right back. <laughs> <laughs> 